Let's remain standing for the reading of God's word this morning. We are in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, and it reads like this. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Bless the reading of God's word. We thank you, Jesus, that you are with us in this space. Father, we thank you that we are loved by you. In spirit, we are thankful that you are moving in our midst. Would you receive this worship and this praise? And would you speak to us in this brief time of teaching? We love you. It's in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We say amen. You may all be seated. Hey, we are so thankful that you're here this morning. Uh, If we have not had the opportunity to meet, my name is Izzy. Uh, I am one of the pastors here, uh, one of two. So it's like when I say pastors plural, it's not like it's this big ordeal. All right. (laughs) There's two of us and we do everything that we can to just make sure that this thing stays afloat. So like slides and stuff and all that kind of weird thing. So, uh, but we are honored by your presence. If You've, we've never met, or if you've never been here, I say this all the time, it's kind of like whatever fast food chain or bougie restaurant, if you're from a small town like me, uh, is it Chili's that says when you're here, you're family? Uh, <laughs> so when you're here, you're family, and you are now my primo, my prima, which is cousin in Spanish, and so uh, just feel free to stop me or buy my tacos if you want, want to. <laughs> uh, I will gladly accept, because after today, our season of prayer, or our season of prayer and fasting still goes, but we're done fasting after today, and I'm ready to feast. Yeah, yeah, thank you, thank you. I, I'm surely not the only one, like, It's been so bad that I went to get tacos for some friends uh, that were in town last week, and the taco lady was just like, we haven't seen you in like three weeks. I was just like, (laughs) I was like, wow, I feel so missed and loved right now and cared for. Um, And then I ordered 20 tacos for my friends, and I was like just watching them eat, and I'm like, "Ah, Lord, you are trying me right now. Uh, This morning looks a little different uh, than than, uh, the, the typical weeks that we kind of partaken in since we've been gathering. We've only been meeting officially since uh, like six weeks ago. And, and through that, God's just been doing an incredible work. And so this morning, you have uh, the, the interesting thing of seeing an abbreviated sermon by me, which if you know me, I can kind of go long-winded sometimes. And so, uh, but man, this, this, this is an incredible day. I know a lot of you are here to celebrate people that you love and that you know getting baptized. Who's here to celebrate that? Yeah, yeah, we are, we are so excited for what God has in store. And so with, if you've been with us at any point during the last few weeks, this is kind of what we've been building up to. Right, we've been in this this like month long prayer and fasting season, asking God that He would move mightily in the hearts of people that we know, that we love. We've been fasting for our neighbors, that we would just beg God, God, would you move in their hearts? Would you move in their lives? Would would you place us in spaces that we might share the gospel with people? And God has answered, and it has been incredible. It's been an incredible time. We've uh, gathered with a couple of other churches in town. This started as a movement in Nashville for, for, for people to strategically pe- pray for and bless 
every person in that city. And we've kind of tugged along in that. We've joined uh, the RIM and, and Mission Community Church here in San Antonio to do the exact same thing. So just up the road, the RIM is about to baptize a ton of people too. And so we're celebrating down here alongside them. Yeah, yeah, we're, it's, it's just an incredible thing. And we're, we're, cel- we're cheering each other on. We're celebrating. I, I don't know when, but I think we should have a feast at some point for that too. Uh, but, but if you've been with us, I'm just ready to eat. Can you tell? <laughs> I'm just going to bless the food right now in advance. <laughs> but but we are, we're just so excited about what God has done and will continue to do. For the last few weeks, we've looked at what it means for God to awaken our hearts to purpose, to our neighbors, uh, our identity as sons and daughters of God. And today we're going to examine what it looks like for God to awaken our hearts to the power that he has given us through the Holy Spirit. The interesting thing about that last sentence that I just said about power and the Holy Spirit is depending on your background, you may have been like super pumped about it or really weirded out. <laughs> like, where's this guy going to go? <laughs> like, as soon as I say, like, you're like, power, I, I can do. Holy Spirit, yes, I, I'm, I'm about that. You put those two together and then you get like Benny Hinn images of like memes, like him hitting somebody with a coat and people falling over. That's not what we're talking about. Uh, we believe here in the power and the movement of the Spirit. We believe that, that God's spirit is what fuels us for mission. It's what fuels us for great work. And that has a way of manifest, manifesting itself. But what the purpose is is so that we might be witnesses. The truth is that we have often have a lot of misconceptions of when it comes to the power of the Holy Spirit and what the aim is when we receive it. But this morning we're going to examine how when we are awakened to the power of the spirit, we are fueled by God to best witness love our neighbors, and know our purpose. It's the Spirit within us, God's Holy Spirit, that fuels us for mission. It's what gives us the capability to love and, and to do the works that God has called, of, called us to do. The book of Acts, where today's passage comes from in, in, in Acts chapter 1, it's really a continuation of the gospel of Luke. And, and a, lot of, a lot of people, if you've done seminary or anything like that, studied, studied biblical theology, it's basically known as Luke part 2. Right? It's this letter that he's writing to this guy named Theophilus, and he's kind of explaining the, the witness of what's happened, and what's happening in this, this book is incredible. The gospel of Luke uh, ends with this really, really kind of cool, but also kind of a cliffhanger. Like if you're into movies and you're like, wait, it ends here? Like this is, this is where the story ends. And Acts kind of picks up off where that, that leaves. Luke ends with Jesus talking to his disciples and instructing them to wait in this city that he would send the Holy Spirit just as the Father had promised until the Holy Spirit fills them with power from heaven. It's an incredible incredible narrative of what's happening. Acts 1, though, begins with a recap of, of kind of this last speech that Jesus gives. Jesus gives some final instructions, tells them to wait on the Holy Spirit, and that when it came upon them, they would be given the power to witness to the gospel of Jesus locally, regionally, and beyond, right? There's a specific purpose that comes with this power of the Spirit. What happens next Jesus ascends, right, to heaven, and the followers of Jesus are left with nothing to do but wait. Can you imagine? Uh, 
this, this person, this rabbi, this teacher that you've been following, you've given up your life to, to follow. For three years, you've, you've eaten with this person. You've, you've sat next to them. You've heard how they teach. You've, you've acquired some of their mannerisms. And then he says, hey, uh, I'm leaving. And you're going to wait here until something happens. I can just imagine the restlessness that the disciples must have felt. I mean, if I don't feel like God answers my prayer in like two days, I'm like, God, where are you? <laughs> Am I the only one? Okay, y'all are way more spiritual than me. Uh, like, you're just questioning God. It is just like something dumb. Like, they get your order wrong. You're like, God, have you forsaken me? <laughs> uh, this, is, this is like, I mean, this, this person that, that you're like, oh, yeah, I can relate to that. Yeah, okay, sinners. Okay. <laughs> which I am the chief of. Okay, chill. Uh, but but it, it's, it's one of those things that they are having to wait on this promised spirit of God. But what do they do? Jesus is no longer with them, but they're waiting on a promise. Shortly after this, we get a scene change in Acts 2, and there are 120 people in this room praying. They're dedicating themselves to prayer. They're, they're in this upper room and they're fueled by this, this only, only they have nothing to cling to but a promise given by Jesus and they're asking God to show up and what happens? Boom. The Holy Spirit shows up on the scene. And what happens next is what, what, what Luke would describe as uh, using these, these figures of speech like a rushing mighty wind takes over. It's like tongues of fire falls upon these people. And this is where some of y'all might get a little freaked out. They start speaking in tongues. Uh, I'm not going to speak in Spanish, but that would count because it's a language. <laughs> You're like, yes, God, bless that. <laughs> uh, but they start to speak this language and, and people around them are hearing the gospel in their native tongue. People have come to this place from all around, and they're hearing the gospel spoken in their language. And it is an incredible sight to see. Right, This rushing mighty wind flows through the room. The disciples begin to proclaim the gospel of Jesus in many languages they didn't know, but the people who were listening did, and they heard the gospel. Peter is filled with this Holy Spirit, and what he does next is phenomenal. He stands with boldness, declares the gospel, calls people to repentance, and 3,000 people get saved on the spot. Like, this is an incredible, it's like imagine like going to a Spurs game and somebody just like, all right, hey, Ryan, here's a mic. And Ryan would do it because Ryan's full of the spirit. And that mic will share the gospel with anybody and everybody that will listen. It's a powerful thing. And, and, and it's like 3,000 people are there like, yeah, let's do that. Like, I want that. <laughs> this is what happens. And all of a sudden, keep in mind that this, this Peter guy is the same dude who in, in Luke, in the Gospel of Luke, which is like part one of this, has denied Jesus three times. What is the difference between Luke 24, I think is when it happens, and Acts chapter 2? It's the power of the Spirit. He is filled with boldness. He goes from denying Jesus one day to his face. It shows that it says that Jesus looks him in the eye and Peter begins to weep. He denies Jesus and then later is preaching the gospel and 3,000 people come to a saving knowledge of Jesus. 
This boldness impacts the community. Later in Acts chapter 2, the believers are living their lives and inviting people into it. And every day they're seeing people come to know Jesus. This boldness permeates the people. And Stephen proclaims the gospel even at his death, calling his accusers and persecutors to repentance. And at his death, Stephen is proclaiming the gospel and is asking the Lord to have mercy on his killers. Like This is the power of the Spirit. The people of God are filled with the Spirit of God and are prepared, propelled to live on mission for God. This is how the gospel has made its way to you and me. Right? We think of this as some like distant thing that happened, but the reality is that what happens in this upper room, this prayer, this spirit falling upon the people is permeating through this environment even today. And that we have received the gospel because people were faithful to share it, and it's made its way down to you and I. And so you might be wondering, what does this power have in Acts have anything to do with you and me? And I would say this, that if you are a Christian, the events in Acts are important for you and I to understand because the same power that was available to the disciples in the upper room is available to you and to me and, 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 and given us to us that moment of salvation that would be, we would be equipped with power while living on mission for Jesus. Right? The same power that fueled them for mission is the same power that lives within us today and equips us and propels us to go forward. We, if you're a believer in this room, if you're a Christian, if you profess Christ, you're like, hey, I am on the Jesus train. There is no excuse. Like we have been called to live with purpose and on mission. And I love this because when we think about the, the spirit or the power, like this, this idea of evangelism and sharing our faith and sharing the gospel, uh, I'll be honest, this, is, this isn't my natural thing. Like evangelism, sharing the gospel, all that kind of stuff. It's not, I'm not one to go up to people and just be like, hello, have you heard about Jesus? I, and, and I would say, even if it is your gift, do not do that. <laughs> it's, it's, I used to do college ministry and people all the time, they're like, man, they don't want to hang out with me because I'm all about Jesus. Like, no, they don't want to hang out with you because you're weird. <laughs> I love Jesus and I don't want to hang out with you. <laughs> like, I'm like, they're walking. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll see you at coffee. Yeah, Indy, yeah, I'll meet you there. <laughs> but 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 it's true it is not my natural gift and in 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 a lot of ways I've used that as an excuse to not share and I don't know if, if you might find yourself in that space too but but I think a lot of us can resonate with that And as I was praying and I was reading a, a quote from A.W. Tozer stood, stood out to me it said the spirit-filled life is not a special deluxe edition of Christianity it is part and parcel of the total plan of God for his people Right? The Spirit is given to each and every one of us who profess Jesus is Lord for his mission without reservation and without excuse. It is only by the Spirit's power that any of us are able to be faithful witnesses to the glory of Jesus and the message of his gospel. We cannot do this on our own strength. We couldn't do it if we tried, but he gives us the Spirit freely so that we might make much of him. John B. Polhill says this in his commentary in Acts. He says, The Holy Spirit is a gift to every believer and comes as a special endowment of power, especially in times of crisis, to enable a bold witness. He goes on to say that the most characteristic role of the Spirit in Acts is his activity in the Christian mission. Every major breakthrough in mission occurs through the guidance of the Spirit. As we've been praying for God to awaken our hearts and awaken our city and awaken people to the knowledge of Jesus, 
It is only fueled by the pursuit and the work of the Spirit. We need to understand it. As we end our Awakened series and session and season of praying and fasting for revival to break out in our city and for people to come to Christ, here's the thing. While that season is ending, the mission for us has just begun. Right, that just because we have stopped, or that today marks the day that we finally get to eat lunch as a church afterwards. I've mentioned that like four times. Like, y'all know where my, my heart is at. Right, just because we're ending that, that segment doesn't mean that our prayer and fasting for the city and for people and our loved ones ends. No, it is just beginning. The prayer is that this would feel a lifestyle, not just a once a month thing that we kind of like, yeah, I didn't eat once a day for like for four weeks. No, that this would be a continuation of the spirit that propels us for mission, that we would be begging God, would you please move on our behalf? Right? So the mission has just begun, and now each of us have tools and teaching on how to partner with God in seeing the kingdom break forth in San Antonio as it is in heaven. If you are a believer, you have the spirit of God, which means you have everything that you need for life and mission. You don't have to be the most gifted. You don't have to be the most extroverted. You just have to be willing. In fact, uh, a, a writer, his name's Michael Green, in his book, Evangelism in the Early Church, he, he wrote that, that 80% of evangelism in the New Testament time that we read about Acts happen from everyday people living their life and inviting people into it and explaining their faith to people that asked. Right? There should be, as the Spirit is indwelling in our lives, a difference about us that, that pauses or that causes the question for people to say, what is different about you? And you would, see, you would say, come and see. Right? Simple as that. Something that Paul would say is, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Right? Could we say that? And we should be able to as the Spirit is indwelling in our lives. Again, you don't have to be the most gifted. You don't have to be the best at this. You just have to be willing. Uh, Meg Craig is here is somewhere. Where's Meg Craig? Meg Craig's over there. Reed's here. They're, col- they're in college ministry. They do uh, incredible work there. But when I was in college ministry, we saw this happen all the time. There was these awkward college kids who were like, the, <laughs> I'll be honest, like, I'll be honest, they were some awkward kids. Uh, some people are here, they could testify to that. You're like, yeah, man, that kid was weird. Uh, but I, I remember one of these kids coming to know Jesus, right? He was just like, man, like, like you, know, you know those people, when they give their life to Jesus, they're like all about it. It's just like every, and I'm, like, I'm getting encouraged by this dude. I'm like, yes, yeah, let's go share the gospel. And then he's just like, I don't know how. And I was like, let me teach you. And so I taught this kid how to share the gospel. And he's like, hey, come with me to Panda Express today at four. I'm sharing the gospel with somebody. I was like, what? <laughs> so, so I go, and, and, and this kid is pumped to share the gospel. Like, I, he's memorized all the passages. He's memorized, like, what to say, the questions to ask. And I was like, this dude, hey, this dude is ready. Uh, so I show up to, at 4 p.m. at Panda Express with this kid and bombs this whole thing. <laughs> like, he, he forgets all the passages. He's just like, but what he gets right is, man, Jesus loves you. He died for your sin. He resurrected. Like, you can have eternal life with him. And then he just straight up goes, do you want to do that? And I am, I am at Panda Express like, what just happened? This dude just gave the worst gospel presentation I have ever heard. So he goes, he's like, so he ends it, right? He's like, so do you want to do that? And the guy's like, yeah, that's kind of why I'm here. And I was like, what? 
So, so then, yeah, praise God. Like, like the next thing I know, the three of us are praying in Panda Express, and this kid is just weeping. <laughs> and I'm like, like tucking away my orange chicken, just like, <laughs> and 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 it just proves, right, that that we have no eloquence and no power in and of ourselves, right? That that the Spirit of God moving through the people of God is powerful for witness and ministry. You don't have to be a pro. You don't have to be good at it. <laughs> you just need to be willing. And this is what happens when the Spirit is at work. And here's the beautiful thing, is that this Spirit equips us to be witnesses. What a, what a task. In a little bit, you're going to get to hear and see the Spirit at work and power through a very particular form of witness the witness of baptism. Right? That there's five individuals in our church that have said, hey, God has done a work in my life, and I'm going to proclaim this witness through the form of baptism, saying, I don't care who knows, I don't care who sees, I'm declaring today and now that Jesus is Lord, and we are going to celebrate that as a church. Like, we are going to go wild. <laughs> like, this is going to be, this is a party, right? Yeah, yeah, that, that people have gone from death to life, right? That these people will proclaim the gospel through their stories of how Jesus has saved them and how they are committing to live for Jesus on mission for the rest of their days. Like this is not just a rite and ritual that we just kind of dunk and you're done. No, no, no. This is a symbol of what God has done and what we claim to, will proclaim to do with them. Here's the thing. Uh, you're going to hear us as we baptize people uh, ask a series of questions. There's two questions, and, and it's basically like, do you affirm that Jesus is the Son of God? Do you use your typical affirmations of faith? And then the second one, do you proclaim or do you, do you promise to live on mission for Jesus for the rest of your days? And they respond yes, and we celebrate that. But here's the thing. Before we get to those people that we're going to baptize, the question relies or lies on us as a church. Do we promise to walk alongside these individuals on mission and accountability and discipleship and encouragement for the rest of their days? And the answer to that is amen and yes, we will. And so, so we, we're going to get to witness this in baptism. It's going to be a powerful thing. But I understand that in a room like this, that there's probably people who've, who don't know Jesus. And I want to say to you that, that you're welcome here, that we love you. But here's the thing, that as we've talked about this power of the Spirit, that's something that you only get if you are a follower of Jesus. And here's what I want to say to you, is that, that I mean, there is a God in heaven that loves you, that, that died for you, Right, that wants relationship with you. And here's the thing about this Jesus that we serve, that, that as we serve Jesus, we understand how loving he is and how kind Jesus is. Right, we understand that, that as we fall, we, we get a better understanding of who he is. Right? And, and the truth that, that no matter what you've done, right, Scripture says that, that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That there is a perfect God who loves you and paid that penalty of your sin on, on your behalf. Right? That, that Jesus is restoring right relationship with you and God if you would just place your trust in him. 
And so before I even pray that you would be awakened to the power of the Spirit, my prayer for you is that you would be awakened to the love of God and the saving faith of who He is. And this morning, I'm going to invite the band back up, and we're going to sing, and I want to give space for you. If, if you've never accepted Jesus, you can do that today. Right? You can start a relationship with Jesus right here, right now. It's a simple conversation acknowledging who He is. Right, that He is Lord of life. Romans 10 says that, that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus Lord, believe in your heart that Christ raised Him from the dead, or that, that you will be saved. Right? So all it takes is a simple conversation of, of, of a confessing with your mouth and believing in your heart that, that God raised Him from the dead. You can achieve, or you can have, not achieve, you can't achieve it, but you can have salvation. This is the gift that God is extending to you and to me. So we're going to have people up here on the sides to, to pray for you. If you want prayer, this isn't just, by the way, if you're like, if, if you are already a Christian and you need prayer, we would love to pray for you. We're going to make that available. I want to say something to the Christians in the room, too. Maybe for some of you, you're hearing this message of the power and the spirit and you've realized that you've become numb to it. Here's the thing, that, 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 that even now we're going to pray that, that the spirit would, would refresh you, would refresh you, that you would have a, a fresh renewal of God's Spirit in your heart that would propel you for life on mission. But we don't want you to do that alone. We're going to have people ready to pray for you too. And so if, you're, if you've been asked to pray with people, I'd love for you to go ahead and just make your way up here. And, 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 and I want you to feel confident in this, saying like, man, I, I have lost the fire. I have lost this desire to know and to share Jesus. And we're going to pray even now that God would renew his spirit within you. And so let's pray. God, we just thank you. We thank you for the power of your spirit that is indwelling within us now. God, we thank you for the work that you have done in the hearts of the people that are getting baptized. We celebrate that. We say yes and amen that you have turned people from darkness into your marvelous light. And we rejoice, Jesus, that you are the God who saves. Father, we pray for the people in the room who, who uh, have yet to know you as Lord. We pray that you would reveal yourself to them, that you would show that you are a loving Father. That you are a mighty Savior. That your spirit is the great comforter. That you bring hope to the hopeless, help to the helpless. God, we thank you for who you are. And Father, right now I pray for every Christian in this room. Father, if, forgive us for the times that we have grown cold towards your life, to your love, and your mission for us. In Jesus, we say we're sorry. God, would you renew and refresh within us your Holy Spirit that you might fuel us for mission, that we would see people come to know you not because of anything that we have done, but because of your witness in our lives. And so, Jesus, I pray that this room would not be just a, a Sunday service room full of attenders and consumers, but that you would feel each and every person here as missionaries sent alongside a family of God for mission and for the kingdom of heaven on earth. 
So Jesus, we receive that. We receive your love. We receive your spirit. Run afresh in our lives. God, we ask that you would do only what you can do. And so Jesus, we just ask that you would accept this offering. Whatever we have is yours. God, I pray that you would equip the person sitting here that's contemplating prayer, that you would give them boldness to ask for it. Lord, we love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's stand and sing and respond in prayer. If you need prayer, if there's people willing to pray for you, I'll be back there. We'd love to pray with you. Let's worship Jesus together.